Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. All right, we're back on the Next Level Agents podcast, and I'm excited to uh, to have a guest return again uh, for, I want to say third time. Is that, is that right, Chris? Are we on three or four? It's the third time, I think, man. One I did up by myself, I think two years ago, I did one with Dave, where we talked about the market doing a, a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. So Chris Bowers, we'll, we'll link to your last two uh, appearances on the podcast below they're both worth checking out. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I was that was my plan was to kind of mention effectively the um the episode, the kind of the topics that you, me, and Dave Z talked about last year, right? Which was, hey, things are already happened to, you know, they're already starting to look different, even though maybe not everybody was totally aware of it yet. Um, and here we are, you know, you and I recording this in August of 2023, and things are everybody's aware of how different things are today than they were at the time we recorded the last episode. And so one of the things I wanted to start about start with today was tell me about your business and what you've shifted. I mean, I know some of this cause we get to talk so much and I've seen some of the, some of the shifts and adjustments you've made. But when you think back uh, on your business, your personal sales team over the last like one to two years, You've you've made some adjustments that are probably pretty big and huge. I I believe they're paying off for you. So why don't we why don't we dive into that first? Tell me about tell me about some of the bigger changes that you've made in your personal sales business over the last you know call it twelve to eighteen months. You know, so still going to go back to that showing partner model that we've probably discussed on exhaustion, you know, on other podcasts. But I I really want to start there because that was still the one that. I mean, man, if I could, that, that freed me up so much that it, it, I don't even know how to explain it. Not only did it free me up so much, but it allowed me to focus on more important things in the company. So like, that's probably the biggest thing that changed, man, was that showing partner and really dialing that down and being okay that, you know, there could be some kinks in it and you just work out the kinks. I think what's probably the most interesting part of doing that model was, you know, there's this when, when you're writing out a model, everyone wants to stop when they're like, oh, well, there might be a problem. And so I had to sit there and I was like, yeah, there might be a problem, but there's also going to be a serious problem if I can't figure out how to get my life back here. Right. You know, so I was like, there was this kind of these a fork in the road where I was like, this is a huge problem. And I know it's happening because it's physically happening to me, my mind and my body. And then there's this like mysterious problem of, oh, someone else show homes for somebody on Saturday and Sunday all day long. And that one man is, and I, I'm just going to go back to this over and over and over for agents. If they can figure out how to pull that off in some fashion, that's been the most freeing thing that I've ever did for my life and my business. Um, and also that just 
you know, a goddess where we didn't have to do it the traditional route of giving everything out to a buyer's agent on those 50-50 splits. And anybody who focuses on that PL, I mean, that's the goal is we're offloading some of this buyer work because we don't want to be the boots on the ground, but we also get to the PL day of the month where we're like, well, we want some of this 50% back to this company so that we can actually run it. And it's been the model that's been probably the most healthiest where you can have the boots on the ground, plus you can have the profits and it's a sweet spot. So that's probably the biggest thing, man, over the last two years. Um, and then just like really every single day, just I, I'm keeping track. I have a note on my phone of things I don't want to do. And I'm, I'm just really becoming just super self-aware of things that don't keep me in flow state. And I really, I listened to a podcast of a guy who talks about flow state all day long. Like that's all he talks about on his podcast is flow state. And like anytime you get to something in your day, whether it's something you ate, whether it's someone you talked to, whether it's an activity you had to do in your business, just write it down. And just like, did it get you out of flow state? Like, did it get your energy off into the wrong direction? And not saying that you can't get that task off your plate quite yet, but at least like there's something freeing about knowing that like that's something that you don't have passion in. And that you can look up like one day a week, look at that list and say, okay, here's all the things that I genuinely don't like doing anymore or I never did. And like, how do I offload that to somebody else for a fee or whatever? Um, so that's probably been some of the biggest things that I've changed over the last few years and really gotten hardcore like the last like three months. Really? Yeah. So what, uh, anything else that you'd point to from like... Um... Hey, the market did this. So I did that. Anything that stands out to you? You know, not necessarily because I'm the first one that when people talk about like interest rates or that conversation's always, and I hope this is a, appropriate to say, but that conversation's always just like bored me. You know, it's always been like, hey, let's go talk about like the market. I'm like, the market's just the market. It's just, it's I almost never changed in 17 years of like what we're doing. It's like, hey, let's get back to a normal market. And, and, well, what's that, you know? And then six months later, we're talking about something else. Six months later, we're talking about something else. But I mean, it's still the same thing, man. I just come into my office for three hours a day and I've got to have as many conversations as I can mentally handle that day, like emotionally handle. And you just got to reach out to, I just got to reach out to my past clients. You got to get some internet leads. You got to call that person back. Like there's really nothing groundbreaking about the market. People are always just going to buy or sell. And, and I find that and I hope I'm not getting too opinionated right here, but that's probably who I am. But like anytime we're usually having like that interest rate conversation or things changing in the market, it's usually an excuse for why our productions went down. It's kind of like a, Hey, let's, let's reach for something on why we're not getting to where we want to go because the ones I, and this is just the people I'm hanging out with the ones that really just kind of stayed, you know, just got into the office, did their work, did their work. They're still doing pretty, pretty well. Like yeah. they're closing still a pretty good amount of business, still making a decent amount of money. And um, those are the conversations I like to have more of are the ones that are like, what are we still going to do while the market's shifting around us? Because that's the hardest thing, man, is when those markets are turning, we're really just like, if you can just get the outside away from you, like if you can just like get the outside noise away and just realize like, hey, like I just got to buckle down and like just do my work while knowing this noise is out there and people are talking about this, but I just got to stay in this lane and keep going. Yeah. Um, I was talking with, uh, with somebody on the podcast recently by the name of Nick, Nick McLean. And we were talking about the fact that, I mean, at the end of the day, people still buy and sell real estate, right? It's a, what we're dealing with now is a slower sales cycle, 
We're not dealing with no sales. We're not dealing with people can't buy. Yes. Do interest rate impact the way the public thinks? Yes. But unfortunately, I think the worst part is it impacts the way most real estate agents think. And therefore, um, it's impacting people's, most importantly, like your daily activity. And what I'm hearing from you is like, you're still just going in every day and doing your job. You're making the phone calls, you're calling your internet leads, you're calling your, your past clients, you're sending your texts, you're sending the mail, uh, and you're doing all the things that have always made you a su- successful real estate business owner, right? Like you're still doing those same damn boring things, but you're actually doing them and not just receiving leads from people that, you know, click on a button Friday and are in, in contract by Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's still been, I mean, business has still been healthy. What What's probably the coolest thing anymore is I'm doing like, you know, financials on like a monthly basis where I only look at them really on like a one month basis. And that's been like super healthy for me just because it's like, Hey, like just go into the office daily, do your work. Uh, I think we have the same bookkeeper. I get on like a coaching call, I should say with them once a month, I look at my numbers, like, Hey, are these with other realtors running their businesses at the same level we are, are we within the right profit zone? And I'm just becoming more and more comfortable. Maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's doing this for a while of just like, hey, just do your work every day. Sit and do a meeting once a month. Listen to somebody who's smarter than you at a PL. Like, do you need a course correct? And then I don't sit around anymore and think for like 19 days on what we need to do. It's just like, do we need a course correct? Yep. What do we need to do? Let's make that take five minutes. Okay, let's go do that now for 30 days. And if it's like, hey, you're doing good and you don't need a course correct, then it's like, all right, well, let's just keep doing what we're doing and not try to reinvent the wheel. It's just really just getting into the office daily and doing the same thing over and over. Man, does that get exhausting anymore? Like, dude, you've been doing this as long as me. Does that like almost get to a point where we're almost looking for something new because it's like we're bored, but there's nothing new about it. Like I... I mean, there used to be seasons of my career where I'd walk into my office and just try to reinvent the wheel for nine days because I was actually bored. And that creativity that I needed to find, I did it in my business until I realized like, I don't think I need to be like an artist with this business. I need to get my creativity out there and like my hobbies, not here because this is the same thing daily. And it's those who can just come in and realize it's the same thing every single day. Those are the ones that are usually winning. Yeah. No, dude, you hit the nail on the head. It's... um oftentimes we just, we do that. We, we add creativity, we, we create, uh, or we add complexity to our business to keep, to keep us engaged. Um, because we can't handle the mundane reality that is real estate sales. Like, it's just kind of a boring thing. Like, dude, you post like, I love it. You post on your Instagram, your same damn boring morning routine every day. I mean, it's not boring, but it's boring because you know, what's going to happen. You already know what you're going to do. And yet you're going to go and do it every day because you know that it's good for you. It's good for your body. It's good for your mental awareness. It's good for you spiritually. It's good for you as a person. Uh, But it's really not that exciting because it's completely predictable. And the reality is is the same thing in business happens. And I I think that we just, Nick and I were also talking about this. Like we taught, we want, we want to be excited by something. We want to be challenged by something. And the truth is, this is such a simple business. Um, the hard part is just staying focused. Um, and the, you like, you have to attach your excitement to something else. Not, not like the day-to-day grind of phone calls, text messages, emails, and, you know, handwritten notes. Like that's not, that's not enough. We've got to attach our excitement to something else. Otherwise we will look for ways to complicate it. 
Because that's just yeah, like my, who we are as humans. Yeah, me, my, my brother and I, we were on a hike, you know, not too long ago, and he runs an uber successful business, just a ton of employees. And he would ask me, you know, he's like, what are your hobbies? And, you know, and I used to do this whole thing like, oh, it's work. And he's like, no, dude, like you got to figure out like what your hobbies are, because he's like, I get into my work for two hours, get my job. I'm so laser focused in two hours to go into my company and do what I got to do. Because I have these other hobbies that like, that's his creative outlet, right? Like I go there. So it's like, I go in for two hours a day. I'm dialed in. I get it done so quickly because he wants to go like fly his plane or he wants to go golf or he wants to go do this. And so like, he taught me so much because he would always be like, dude, you got to find some other things to do because you've said this for like 15 years. Like, this is my hobby. This is my hobby. And there was seasons where it, you know, there were seasons where like it was needed or like, that's what I felt like I had to do. But now I'm just like totally open to this being like, get in there, get your job done as fast as possible. And you don't have to do, I really don't think some of us, like we don't have to go in there for four or five and six hours a day to run a pretty cool company. I actually think sometimes sitting in there longer is detrimental to the company just because like you're, you're starting to get, you're starting to tinker with things that sometimes don't need to be tinkered with. And so that's where like my office will be like, yo, like stay in your lane. Right. And dude, I don't know. Like, I, I think you've experienced a little by some of our private conversations, but like, that's something that I've even becoming more aware of in like real estate is like you, it, you don't have to always put in more hours to make more money. You have, so I actually was going to make a post today and I haven't posted it yet. Cause it got a little bit too, I thought like, I don't know if the world's going to accept it the way I wanted it to come off. But it was like, if to make more money, you don't have to spend more hours working. You just have to do different things with those allotted hours. Like, you know, so if I want to come into my office for three hours and work every single day and you want to sell a certain amount of homes, it's like, you just, you got to come in and you got to have people that you're talking to and you've got to make sure that, you know, you have standards on them and that they're doing their job correctly. And so it's like to make more money, we think we got to equate it to more hours. And I'm like, no, to make more money, we just got to, during our allotted work time, during my allotted work time, I've got to have focus on what matters. And as I keep building, that focus has to change during those allotted hours, not make more hours for work. It's get better at my priorities during those hours. And that's what I'm coming to terms with right now. Yeah. I think of, that makes me think of, um, Ben Kenny's always talking about worry about your, your, your hourly rate, like your personal hour. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely not about working more hours. Now you can cheat with more hours to an extent, but if you're good at it and, and you're smart business person and you actually build something successful, you, you're not going to be able to cheat with more hours anymore. Like there's going to become a time and point where that you get a diminished return and you actually have to be, you have to do better with the hour that you have, whether that's one hours a day, you know, or five hours or, or 15 hours a day, doesn't matter. Like this, this isn't, we're not in a profession and business in general actually isn't something where if you just work more hours, you make more money to an extent you can get started that way, but that's not real. I mean, I look at people I know that make significantly more money than probably you and I combined, and they may or may not be working as many hours as you and I, in many cases, they're working less or at least their hourly rate is more than mine and yours combined, right? And so that tells me right there that working more hours isn't isn't my answer. It's the late, to me, that's the lazy answer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require me to think past, like if my only answer is I got, I'm just gonna work more hours, I get to be lazy with my thoughts 
and not fucking dig into, well, what could I actually do that would be different with my two hours, three hours, four hours, eight hours a day? Like that's really where the gold is. And unfortunately it's usually never at the surface. It's you got to like actually dig for it. Yeah. And I'm, I, I hang out with, you know, quite a few successful business owners that are way, way more successful than me that aren't in real estate. So it's interesting how like if you get out of the space of real estate and what the conversations are happening, you know, like talking to some of these people, I'm like, man, like they've truly built like businesses. I'm talking about like businesses. So for example, like with my brother's company, it's a roofing business. And so I get it. Like there's times where we've had conversations he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess you, you probably, mo- you probably are more in the personal brand type business. Like realtor insurance agent like those types of people like yeah i can see where like you have a face of your company where he's like my roofing business like no one is ever expecting like a certain person to show up you know off the commercial or the meller or whatever so you know you're just i'm starting to go down that lane of some of these people's thoughts that own businesses and sometimes like we can go to real estate specific stuff over and over and over. And then you start going into the space of these other business owners and what they're going through. And they're not really in personal brand businesses where, you know, like my MO is like, I'm a referral based realtor. So like, that's something that I've had to sit in my back patio and like reconcile many days. Is like, what's that new version look like where like you still do get a lot of referrals, but you're not attached. You're getting more detached from the real estate transaction. And I am just willing at any point in my life to say, game on, like, let's solve this problem, you know, because I don't want to say like, just because I think this couldn't happen that I'm not going to try. It's like, let's just go one inch further with this, go one inch further with it. Okay. A little bit of a problem. Let's fix it. Go one inch. Just keep inching this along until you're like getting more of the desired outcome or life you want. And knowing that there's going to be like a little bit of kinks in the process. And I think you just got to be able to go to bed at night. Know like, Hey, a few kinks can't happen in a day. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. And I think, um, yeah, there's differences like, you know, to your brother's point about the personal brand versus not, uh, yeah, there's definitely differences. I just think that as a whole in the, in our industry, we just let that be a bigger problem than it, than it really is. Like it's, it's really not that big of a problem. Is not. it different than say like your brother's roofing business or somebody else's, I don't know, healthcare business? Yes, but it's not really that different. We just allow it to be. I think almost so many of us, we create that problem because mm-hmm. we just want to feel needed and important. Dude, I say it all the time to myself. I always say you're not as cool as you think you are. Now I'm <laughs> talking to myself, no one else, please. I judge myself the most. But when I look in the mirror some days and I'm like, why is it like, you're not as cool as you think you are. Like, you know, that would be as if, you know, let's say right now you and I know like 60 really good realtors in Maricopa County, right? Like I know like 60 solid agents. So like if I wasn't a realtor anymore, that's who I'd call. So I'm like, okay, well, if my clients call me, could have they called them too and they got really good service? Yes. So it's like, just, you're not as cool as you think you are. So just accept that we're actually more in the lead generation business and the relationship business. And there's, you know, a good few thousand realtors out there that are really good at what they do and that you're just the one that goes to their church or is their family member or is their friend and they want to hook you up. Like they want to use you for that product or they want to use you to buy that product. Yeah. So, And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We should, we should just be happy. Honestly, it's actually freeing when you think about it. Yeah. It's really freeing to just go, cool. 
if I can just maintain this part, I think again, the, the hard part is it requires us sort of like not thinking that we're cool. Like you mentioned. And then in addition to that, if you can accept that you're not that cool or that important, then you actually have to make some business decisions and put some things in place that, which require you to think like a business owner and not, not a practitioner or not a salesperson. And it's a, it's a skill set that that requires development over time. Yeah. Well, Agreed, man. Uh, I love that. Um, something else I was going to ask you about today that I was I was thinking about. Um, you, first of all, for the listener, if you don't follow Chris on Instagram, go follow him. It's it's so. Uh, I love the messages you put up, dude. I love the stories that you're you've gotten really good at telling stories. Um, and one of those stories, I would. L- Sorry, I guess it's not a story. It's the message that you send of stack wins. You say stack wins. You say that yeah. constantly. And I love that. I relate to that. Um, tell the listener what that means to you. When I say, when I say, Chris, what do, what do you mean by stack stacking wins? What are you saying? You know, stacking wins to me is just doing things at a fast enough pace where you can get momentum, be proud of yourself, and so that you can start making better decisions. I'm finding out that movement and action, I like action alleviates anxiety. That's my opinion, right? So like anytime I'm sitting back and I'm thinking like, oh man, I should be doing this. I'm like, don't sit there for 35 minutes and beat myself up over it. Just do it. Like, oh, I should be going to the gym. And I'm on my back patio for 35 minutes. Like I should probably do some push-ups and sit-ups. And I'm like, it's just easier. Action alleviates anxiety. So am I going to sit there for 45 minutes and think about this? Or like, could I just like actually like, so I'm being serious, like, just go just do 40 push-ups right there, do some sit-ups and just take my direction the way I want to go. So stacking wins to me is doing enough stuff in the day that you're proud of to say that you won the day. And as I say this, I want everyone to know, like I have many days where I fell and there's many days where I don't get accomplished what I want to get accomplished. But I overall just kind of think like, hey, I want to wake up today and stack wins. So it's like, I want to go do my morning routine, right? I want to do stuff to keep myself together, whatever that is, whatever that is for you. Like, just go do something for like two hours. It's phone on, do not disturb. You do what you want to do to keep your life right. And here's the deal. Don't judge anybody else's morning routine and don't let them judge yours. That's you and you get to live your life. So go stack some wins early in the morning, get some W's in that column. And then after that, find something that like you want to do after that. After you take care of yourself, then go do something with your wife or do something with your kids for 30 minutes or an hour. Stack a win there in your family life. And then go into your office and just do a few things that you know routinely that you have to do and just stack a few wins. And so to me, stacking wins, that's just how I look at everything. Is like when I go on my morning walk in the morning, I'm like a W. When I get into my cold plunge, I'm like a W. Sauna's a W. Text five people, that's a W. But that's how I look at it. And I'm like, I think that a lot of us are walking around every day and we're like, ah, I wish I was doing this or I wish I was doing that. I'm just trying to get into that place where I'm like, let's just do it. Right. Like then I'm I'm coming to the terms with, you know, sometimes like with texting some clients. There's times where I'm like, I don't know, like I haven't talked to this person in a while. And I'm like, man, if I can't text this person, hey, what's up? My mind is like, we've gone so far off the deep end. If I'm thinking this long, you're in trouble. About- yeah, like you're in trouble over your mind. Like if something like anxiety comes in, it's like, oh man, if I text these five people, like what are they going to say? And then I think about it, I'm like, I'm just saying, what's up? How you doing? Like, I can't let this, like I got to win this, right? Like I got to get a W here. 
And so to me, that's stacking wins, man. It's just figuring out what you want to do on a daily basis, doing as many of them as you can. Anytime anxiety comes in where you're like, I don't know if I should be doing it, just do it. And then just look at that and act like it's a scoreboard and see how many W's you got on the scoreboard and how many L's you got. And note, like you get some L's here and there and just like be willing to wake up the next day and realize like just because you lost that day, you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if like Brady lost a game and just cried about it for like 14 days? But why he cried about it for 14 days, two more Sundays came around, you know? So he's got to like look at that and be like, or like he throws an interception, comes back. Like he, they just, they almost can't mope. I was watching that like a um, Netflix documentary, like uh, quarterbacks yeah. and to see how, like when they throw an interception, they just got to come on the sidelines and just like, let it go. Like if they, if they hold on to it, the game's over. So I'm looking at days like that now and saying like, Hey, just cause you lost today, like don't lose tomorrow. Don't lose a week. You know, don't lose a month. Don't lose a year. And I think some of us can get caught in these traps where we get so internally like focused on just beating us up so bad that we can be like our own worst enemy. So long story to what stacking wins is. And I think be proud of them. You know, I, I know like I'm sure I rub some people the wrong way when I talk about stacking wins on social media, but I look at it like that's my journal. Yeah. I look at social media a totally different way than I think other people. They're looking at it from a, a, a it's about them. And I'm actually looking at it, it's about me. And I know that sounds really weird, but like I look at it as like the my story is 24 hours. And I, I do this all the time. This is gonna sound so dumb as I say it out loud. But I look at my own story, that's like the series of stories about every three hours because they expire in 24 hours. So if I don't see a walk on there or reading my Bible or selling a house or something cool that I did, I'm I'm taking too long to stack wins. So I look at like the things I want to do, everything I want to do in a day. I always want to like, I out like my goal when I wake up is to post my walk while my other walk the day before is still on my story because I'm looking at it. Like that's an expiration date of wins and yeah. you don't get to just go on one day of wins and live your whole life and say, I won that day. You've got to keep winning these little, you got to keep winning every single day. So I look at my stories like that. So I'll go through it and be like, oh no, Like, I didn't do anything today. And so I know it can seem a little braggadocious. And if somebody told me that, I would say that's totally fair. And I would I would ask them more about that. But like, it's almost like a doc, it's like a, it's a journal of what I'm doing in the day. And it's actually for me and the world's just seeing it. <laughs> Sounds like accountability. To it's me. accountability. It's a weird way of like, it's games that I've played with myself where I've like looked at that and said, that's me stacking wins. That's for me. And if other people were watching, great. And I've come to terms with, I'm sure I lose a few followers here and there because they're like, this dude's boring. And I, and I actually would say, you probably wouldn't want to be my real friend in real life because like, that's my day. So you you would just be like, that's a pretty boring dude right there. I, uh, I And I would strongly disagree with them because uh, I think you're far from a boring guy. Um, what I think or what I feel like I heard when you, as you described stacking wins, um, the way I heard it was the, the old saying eating the elephant one bite at a time. It's like literally taking action, like, or the, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with what the first step or one step, something, whatever the saying is, right. It's literally just movement and taking action. And I think that is, uh, it's just so easy to get caught up in step number 387, that we need to do when we haven't even taken step number one. 
So like, just take step number one, just go do that. Yeah. And one thing that I'm, I mean, I'm super thankful for our friendship is like stacking wins to me now too, is like, I was just telling you before we started recording this, I took a nap today. And to me, dude, I looked at that. And I'm like, that's a W, you know, like I told my wife when I was going in to take a nap, I was like, I'm being serious. When I went and take a nap, I looked at my wife and I'll be always think I'm very fortunate. I told her, I'm like, I'm so thankful that we have a business where like, I need a nap for like 42 minutes before I get on this podcast. I did some stuff this morning. I'm out of energy. I need to rest up. Like I'm learning now to even that a W isn't always working. A W could be like, Hey, like take your vitamins. A W could be like, do your cold plunge. A W could be reading a book. It could be going to a movie at 3 PM. If that's what you need, like it, that, that all your personal life needs to be the same thing. And I didn't allow myself this for probably 15 years of my career. It was like work, 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 work. And if you weren't working, you weren't getting a W and now I'm like noticing, I'm like, okay, cause I'm following more and more people. And they're like, Hey, like you need eight hours of sleep. This whole grind nation of sleep four hours probably isn't super healthy. And Hey, you probably should take a vitamin or get some blood work or do some of this stuff. So I'm actually looking at my personal life and the longevity and looking at my business saying like, is this sustainable? And we had a super cool conversation, um, probably about two weeks ago when you were on your vacation and we were going back and forth. And I was like, dude, I really that month that you're gone looks super attractive from the outside looking in. How'd that feel, man? It was amazing, dude. It was the <laughs> most relaxed that I have gotten, I think in a long time. I don't know, maybe ever. Like it was, it was pretty amazing. Like I was pretty much completely turned off for like three plus weeks. Do you, do, do so do you have to do certain meetings during that time just because we kind of uh, sometimes have to, or I, I, uh, so I didn't do any of the reoccurring meetings that I normally do. I think I took three, basically three phone calls, um, really two phone calls and an in-person coffee with, with a friend. And that like, that was it. Like that was it. The rest was like, I was pretty, pretty dialed into just like enjoying the 72 degree weather in San Diego and being thankful that I wasn't in the 115 degree weather in Arizona. That was a W huh? Oh yeah. Every day. Dude. But like, so cool to see, like you inspired me on that, where I saw you do that and told Brit we're doing that next. Like we straight up, we don't know if it's June or July of next year, but like we're one, we've talked about it for like three years. And I looked at that. And I'm like, that would be a W. And it seems so sometimes counterproductive. If, if you're looking at everything, as far as like working more, it wouldn't be a W. If everything's about working more then that's not it. But like, if it's about how do we have a quality life? I know you and I were messaging back and forth. And I said, you know, it's this whole counterbalance of, you know, the people who are like, I got to work and, or I got to retire. And I'm just like, how do we set up like a perfect day? You know, like, what's the perfect day? And just, could you go work for three hours? Could you go enjoy your hobbies for an hour and a half or two? And then you could enjoy your wife and kids for three or four hours. And so I, I don't think there has to be this like, all in or all out. I think you can have a counterbalance all throughout the day. And that's what I, I'm just, I'm thankful you posted that sunset every night because you inspired me to do that. And that's, what's so cool. I think about social media is I'm sure there were some people who were like, Oh man, is he posting that again? Another oh man. Like, yeah. Like, man, is he just going to brag every day about this? Right. What I'm saying, like, you find your audience and you inspired me to do it. And I'm thankful for it. 
And I'm sure you made a few people bummed out because they can't live that life. But like, we just have to focus on like, especially like on posting, it's like, just live your life. And you have some people that love it and are inspired by it. And you've got some haters and you just got to appreciate that. But thanks for posting that, man. Cause I'm like every night when you had that sun going down, I was like, I looked forward to it. And I'm like, he better, he Dude, better post that sunset. What <laughs> was funny is like, for me, that's just one of my favorite things. And so it was like a reminder. I was like, cause I, I, you know, I was consciously aware a couple days in of like, I'm going to piss some people off. Like there's going to be some people who are like, fuck, you're still on vacation. You're still, po okay, we get it. Beautiful sunsets, whatever. That wasn't the, the thing was, I love looking at the sunset, no matter where I'm at, by the way, it just happens to be better when you can see it over the ocean. And it's, and it's, you know, 40 degrees cooler. And, and the thing is like, it was more of like a reminder of like, no, this is something I love doing. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it every day. And I'm not one to, I don't, I don't use uh social as much as you do as for like a, I'll call it like accountability log or anything like that. But it was really, that's in a way, I think that's what it was for me. I was just like, no, I'm going to. Yeah, I had the pictures on my phone. I've got all of them for 21 days in a row on my phone. But I was like, I don't know why I just felt compelled to post them. Like yeah. I, I just did because it's the thing that I love the most about being on vacation. It's so relaxing to me. It's like, for me, it's like signal that, oh, today was a good day. No matter what, no matter what bullshit happened earlier in the day, whether, you know, it was a tough day with the kids or a perfect day on the beach with the, with the family, doesn't matter. Like saw the sunset. It was pretty awesome. Well, it's going down next year, dude. We're so stoked on that. Like Brittany and I are so we've been talking about it for we go to Huntington Beach all the time. And we've been talking about that for probably three years. And we're just like, hey, we're gonna like let's come here for like one month. Let's come here for one month. And then it was you posting that was the first year I'm like, done deal. I told her, like, hey, let's get this book like now sooner than later, so that we already have it on the board. We're already prepared for it. We can plan meetings around it. Like everything can be a plan about it. Then you tell somebody that and they're like, well, what if you get a really important meeting? I'm like, I mean, you can always fly back, right? If something, if there's something super urgent, you just fly back, fly back there. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm really excited. I was willing to fly. I, I thought I might have an appointment I was going to fly back for. I would have, I would have done it. Um, I, by the way, I would take a zoom. Like the thing is the reality is like, we just don't have to be, this is kind of like almost in a way, the one one good thing that kind of came out of COVID was it taught most of the rest of the world that you don't have to be in person for everything all the time. Are more things better in person? Yes. I would much rather eat meat in person than over Zoom all day long. And you you can accomplish most of it on Zoom too. So if you take a month or even two or whatever, or a week or two, and you're like, I'm going to mostly be on vacation, but I'm also going to, I'm going to kind of like my buddy and I, a friend of mine, one of my good friends from high, who I've known since high school, we just got together today for lunch. And we we're talking about, you know, basically kind of doing that. Like you, you can kind of be on vacation and still get your work done too. If you do things right, if you're focused, if you work like your brother works, like you can absolutely go do that. You can have the best of both worlds. And there's times when you want to be all the way in on vacation and there's times when you might want to be all the way in on work and vacations, not on the, you know, not in the cards, but it's also okay to do both or. I, I think, I think it's cool when you set up like your trips and know clearly. So with Brett and I not having kids, maybe it's a little bit different. I don't know, but we, when we go on vacation, there's certain times where I'm like, Hey, like this is a, 
a longer trip. We're just kind of like we're living our lives in a different place, right? So like I'm okay with that. So like when people see me like out of town, there might be times where I'm in Huntington Beach and someone might like think like, oh, well, is he working? I'm like, well, yeah, like that was the intentions. Like I have no, I'm not lazy at all. Like I'll put in my work. So I'm like, I just want to go work for three hours. I still want to, I actually still genuinely like love doing my work just for like three and four hours. So like, I want to work at the coffee shop intent, like with good intention, but then like be done, put the laptop away and then just go enjoy the beach for the rest of the night, get a good dinner, enjoy the sunset, go back, stay at the hotel, sleep, wake up the next morning, do my morning routine somewhere else, go work at the coffee shop for three hours, get some good work done then go enjoy the day. So like, those are more like those just, I'm still working. I just, I think like I'm really enjoying the whole, I want to work still, but I want to be around the country while I'm doing it. And those are the most exciting ones is just when you can say like, Hey, I'm working from out of state and it's all still running at almost the same level as if you were still in the state. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of odd to think of dude. Like I'm telling myself, I'm thankful for Dave Z and helping me out with this model. I mean, Everyone knows that story who probably listens or listens to any of the previous shows, but that was, I mean, if you would have taken me back three and four years ago, I mean, I would not have imagined this. Meaning I, what I can give myself props on, hopefully, is I was always one to say, like, there's always a better way. Like, I always feel like there's got to be a better way, even when things feel good or, or a good amount of money is coming through the door or things are humming. I'm always thinking like, there's got to be a better way, right? And I'm always willing to reconcile those thoughts, think them through. What is the better way? Almost tinker with, tinkering with something while it's still good. So I've always been that person, right? So like, that's where I'll give myself props. But I mean, if you'd have taken me back three years ago, outside of just always seeking to like meet somebody and ask them questions, like I just wouldn't have thought I would have met this dude on your podcast. Like, that's what I'm so thankful about the podcast for is like Dave Z. I would have never have met if you wouldn't have had him on your show. And like me listening to your show at mountainside at the gym and hearing that story and reaching out to Dave. Like I always have reached out to people and I just, and him being willing to share with me the model. I'm almost now, like, as I feel the model working, it almost bums you out when other people can't feel it. Right. Cause you're just like, no. And they're like, I know, but my clients only want to work with me. And I'm like, stop. Like that's like, do you realize like you have a life that you're living here? Like a, when a day goes by, that's like a whole day, you know, and like, Oh, but they only want to do this. They only want to work with me. And I'm like, sometimes it's at the expense of your life. And that's like costly. And so I, I don't ever like judge anybody. Cause I've been there, but like, I'm just, I'm yelling it louder because I've, I've, I've been there and I felt it. And it's so new that I'm just like, come on. Like these are like seven, eight, 10 days of our lives. We got to get back and we got to go enjoy these trips. Right. Cause like that die with zero book really got me sparked up, bro. Because I'm like, I even changed some things around where like that Viking cruise I got invited on. I was like, no, I'm going to do that when I'm 87 because the rest of the 87 year olds are on there. So like, I'm going to do that one when things calm down. Like I want to go more of like the hiking and the snowboarding ones while like the knees still work. So I'm just like passionate about right now. Just, I mean, I'm waking up every single day and saying like, I'm thankful for like today. Like I'm so thankful for today. And like, what can I get out of today? That's not always work. Like, what can I get out of today? That's actually like making me feel good outside of work. What hobbies can I go do? What can I do to take care of myself? What like new adventure can Brit and I get involved with? 
Can we go take dance lessons? Like just all this other stuff that actually is making work so much more fun. So I just think there's like seasons in your life that you go through and people who are listening to this are going to be like, this guy might be off the rails. Right. But like, there's just seasons and 17 or 18 years now of doing this. I feel like you've got to kind of trip, figure out how to counterbalance it so that you can have longevity. Cause it can wear you out if you don't set it up, I think correctly. A hundred percent. I see it. I see it. People, I see it drive people all the way into the ground because they have this belief, like going back to like the showing partner model that you just referenced, like, People think that they can't, that we just, we put these, we put these rules or these beliefs on our clients as if, as if we actually did a scientific study and poll of what our clients really want and yeah. we know what they want. We really don't. We just talk, we just say, th we just say shit like through our own lenses and what we think is important. Usually what's funny is it almost always has to do with how fucking important we are. And I'm like, how can we always err on the side of it? How important we are. What if you just erred on the side of how important it is to the client that they get what they want? Because yeah. if you did that, like those are wildly different things. Then you could go on vacation. You could have a showing partner. You could do a lot of different things that you're not doing right now because you've convinced yourself you got to operate a certain way. And then how much better off would your family be? And you, how much better off would you be if you actually took the time to do this stuff that you're talking about, which yeah. and I think I is important. I've even thought of like the 30 day trip we're going to go on. I already, I'm starting to write down a list of all the things that are going to go wrong and I'm already solving it. I'm like, I think I'm going to solve these problems before it comes and I'm going to start running my whole entire, like I've literally created all the problems that are going to happen and I'm already trying to act like they are happening so that I can already get out of those tasks, I think sooner than the vacation. So when I'm on the vacation, I've already trialed and error this because I'm like, what's going to happen? Someone's going to call me and say, Hey, I want to list my house. And that's still my role. And I'm like, I think Nathan, my showing partner, will go there and take video and we'll do this whole, I remember being, it was probably eight years ago at a mega camp or something like that, Keller Williams. There was this guy, Danny Burks, that came in and talked on stage. I think he was with Remax in Texas. Like, I remember the name, dude. I never followed him. I don't follow him. So I know the dude's name, what company he was at, because he spoke on stage about this thing. And he's like, I listed 350 houses and I never have been to any of the properties. And you can just hear the him and Han in the crowd. Like, like that's not the... And I was like, no, dude, like what happened though, what was so cool about that is I was like 26 and I was looking at this dude, like, no way he was probably have no idea. I'm making up numbers now. He was probably in his fifties and he's looking at this world from a different lens of like, Hey, I only have so many more years in this earth. So the 26 year old me was like, I'm going to a listing appointment forever. And he was coming up there in like whatever season he was on in life. And he's like, no, I've got to do it this way. Cause I probably had, he probably had grandkids and uh -huh. things he wanted to do and still accomplish. I'm like, that's why I'm saying like anybody who listens to this, they might not resonate with it, but it's like, it might, there might be somebody in their 16th or 17th season. Who's like still in the grind every single day. And like, maybe there's just some little bit of hope that there's a different process or something that you can figure out to maybe tweak some things to like live a more, counterbalance life but i'll always remember danny being on stage telling that story and he's like yeah people just go send they send videos to me and then i get on a a call with them and i tell them what their house is going to list for and he was telling he's telling the audience what he charged for percentage and i was like that dude he had things figured out right he wasn't like oh well they i gotta be at the kitchen table so i don't know i'm already starting to think of like my challenges before i get there because i'm actually like i'm i'm so excited for those challenges because I'm looking to break my own systems because if I'm not breaking my own systems on like a monthly basis, then 
all I would be doing is being stagnant. Like if everybody's like, oh, my systems are all perfect. I'm like, I don't like if you have perfect systems in your business and like that means you're not throwing sometimes enough into it or doing things, you you know, you're not doing anything probably challenging enough to try to break them. A huge opinion there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the reality is, is like a lot of people who listen to this to listen to this podcast, successful real estate agents um, and with different different business models. And I think the one thing that's probably true for the vast majority of people is if they wanted to triple, quadruple, five times, 10 times their income today, one way they absolutely could not accomplish it would be by working five or 10 times as many hours. And so once you take that variable out, you all of a sudden you have, it's an important exercise because then you have to start thinking about like, well, how did Danny do that? Great. What's another way I could do that? Or if you're not going to go that far, like, cool. I think of like, you mentioned Dave Z and him taking, I'm, you know, I remember last summer he was gone for a month and he still listed like 13 properties while he was gone. He just did the appointments over zoom, sent a partner to the house to get some video and then did, did the actual consultation over zoom. Like you could, it could be done that way. Or could all be done a different way that we're not even thinking about, right? But if you just take off the table, work more hours, now you're at least one step into to breaking down some barriers and finding a true way to grow. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fascinating if you just sit down with a pen and paper and just start write, writing down where you want to go. I mean, this started with, thank you so much for introducing me to Frank Klesitz. I mean- it was a call with him. I mean, I know I probably shared this on my la- the last show, but I, when I was in Huntington Beach and I told him the two things I wanted in my life and he's like, do you think you have to like jeopardize one over the other or could you just like be tens in both those? And I, and I was always coming from this like, well, if this is a 10, this will be a four. And if this is a four, this is a 10. And he's like, how about we just get like eight and a half on both? And I'm like, whoa, like eight and a half on both. I'm always thinking like a 10 or a four. And I'm like, let's just do like seven and a half on all this. And I'm cool. Like, I'm just really getting to a point where I'm like, that's fair. Like, you know, health, I got relationships, I got health, I got business. Like, maybe they're just all 8.7s, right? And we're all striving for this 10 that's like this battle that we're just living with ourselves and we're reading books and everything's got to be a 10. And I'm like, you know, maybe we're just going to go out and like, they were all averaged out at 8.8. And so I'm just willing to question that now and write down things and say like, this is what's going on in this avenue. And then what do I want to do different? But dude, that's, and I know you and I know each other very well, but like, that's almost a, that's like a hobby. Like that probably would exhaust so many people. But if you ask Britt, my wife, like what's Chris doing on a Saturday night? Like she's on a Morgan Whalen concert. He's like, yeah, he's probably got like a pen and paper out on the back patio and a calculator and something's going on back there. Cause like, it just, it's kind of become like a sport to me that I just enjoy it. Cause it's, I mean, you got, I don't know. Like you see me post all the time. This is from someone else, but like there's no dress rehearsals, dude. Like, if we're not waking up actively trying to improve, like we don't get another shot at it and we just get older and older as it goes. And then our memories kick in and we're like, man, could have I did. And I think that I'm start as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm starting to realize like, ah, like there's some things even now I'm like, I wish I would have did that when I was like 24 and not waited until I was 39. So, yeah, uh, dude, it's true. It's I, I got what really kicked it off for me was what you mentioned earlier. I was zero. Um, I heard, uh, I saw a clip recently of Jesse Itzler kind of talking about the same thing. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm 50. I like, I, like I might have 30 years left, like, but there's all these things I want to do and I'm just going to fucking go do them. Like too bad. I'm not going to follow the playbook of like, like every other 
person follows or like we are taught to follow, like I'm like, he's just like, I'm, you know, I'm just really aware of how much time I have left and I'm going to go experience everything, all these things I still want to experience. And I think that, um, it's just so easy to forget that it's so easy to just get into the day to day of like what I got to do and what my responsibilities are and not really think about, Hey, we've only got so much time left. Like we're only given so much time here and you can kind of coast through it if you want, or you could just enjoy the hell out of it. And why not just enjoy the hell out of it? Yeah. And for anyone listening who, you know, cause I always think of like listeners, right? Like I, I, I listen to a ton of podcasts and there's sometimes where it's like, it's so unrelatable where it's like, man, I can't even like connect to that story. So the one thing that I would say like to connect to is leverage is not a, like ev- leverage is just like an action you take, right? You don't have to like, you don't have to have a full-time person. You don't have to have a part-time person. It could be just, it, it's just a kind of a way of life. Meaning if it's, if it's something where I don't want to have a showing partner on salary and, and everybody knows the apps you can use, right. Or you could have somebody in your office and I'm like, and then you'll hear people say, well, I don't think I could do that all the time. I'm like, well, just find some parameters of things that are important to you where you won't compromise your life for money. So like, whether that's like date night or like Sunday church, like have just like, two spots on the calendar where you say like, that's not open for profits. And once you don't open those up for profit, you're forced then to figure out a solution. And then once you solve that and you're like, Oh, like I don't want to skip date night. So if, if you're, if you, if you're living a life where you say, I'm not like, this is powerful. Cause I had to go through this where I like, I looked at Brit one time and I was like, I'm not going to we're like, we're going to do date night and I'm not skipping it. Whether there's a hundred thousand or $4 million on the table. Like I'm not skipping that night. Like, I'm not going to sell out that night for right. Like a profit. And so when you make that bold statement, then you have to like live by it. And then when you live by it, you're like, Oh shoot. Like I got a client who wants to see a house. Right. So you're like, wait, like I could go on this date night and this person could go show this house. If you just set up some boundaries right there and then you see it work and you're like, wait, I'm on date night and it's working and I'm at church and it's working. And Oh, now I went on a four day vacation. It's working. Then you're like, a Tuesday at 9 a.m. it's working, right? And then a Tuesday at three, like all of a sudden it starts working more and more. And then you just get into your next mix. And But like leverage to me, everyone's thinking like, oh, I got to get someone for 40,000 or 60,000. I got to be all in or every client, I got to either show them all the houses or none of the houses. It can just be a freestyle of, hey, this client, there might be two times in this process where somebody else shows them houses because you have things to do that aren't showing clients homes during that time. Cause you have priorities because you're, you're a prioritized person. And just allow that to happen and look up and say, dude, this weekend I had to show houses, bro. Like I haven't showed houses in a long time. And like we broke our system and I drove there just with a smile on my face and thought, well, this isn't exactly what I had planned this Saturday. And, but I have, I, I have to keep the company alive and my showing partner got too busy, which is a cool problem to have. But so like, it's not this all in or all out. So as I'm talking about this, or you and I are talking about leverage, it's like, there's no perfection in it. And it's just trying to get better. But as I was showing homes this Saturday, I was like, this is wildly different, right? But so, but what was cool about it is we broke our systems and I was so stoked on it because I came home and told Britt, I'm like, okay, well, what would have I did if I was out of town this weekend? And it made my brain. So I've been in my office today sitting here trying to put a plan together. I'm like, what if we were this busy every single weekend and I couldn't have came in and played up. I couldn't have been the utility player today and did whatever role needed to be done. Like we've, 
let's let's get this big enough now to where that's every day and we've got to solve the problem now. So like I'm tinkering around right now with my legal pad and paper and I'm like, we got to figure out something here. So I think I'm going to my showing partner that I pay salary. I'm going to start giving him permission to start using like that app that if he's like, I don't get involved in it where he's got the leverage that he can utilize. And then also something that I'm doing for him. What was cool about sitting here and writing this down was I decided I'm like, hey, if I want to be like a principal person, he probably does too. So I'm going to hit him up here soon and say like, hey, I want you to find like two nights a week where you're off and you like, I'm going to pay for your leverage. Like you, you still got to figure out how to get these showings through like Showami or whatever app you're going to use. But like, I want you to start learning this life of like having stuff outside of real estate. Cause I don't feel he's 28. And I feel like my job is not just to make profits off people. I think my job is to actually take that 20 year old version that I once was and say like, Hey, like, let's get date night with your wife now. Like, let's get church on Sunday now. Like, let's start doing this stuff. And I don't want you to have to trade your life for profit. So let's start setting this up. So as you're doing this to grow a bigger business, I think you're also like helping people grow up that might be younger than you. And I wish that I would have had that when I started real estate. So I know I went off on like a huge tangent, but like that problem on Saturday, I connected to it so closely because I'm like, this breaking the system is going to cause something cool. And it wasn't until the day where I wrote down the coolness. And then I was inspired by like, I'm like, I'm going to give this dude like two nights off a week or, or whatever. Like I'm going to figure out how to make his life easier so that we can scale this and it can be bigger. And, but you can't have bigger until it breaks and you got to be okay with it breaking. So, but you should have seen me driving around on Saturday trying to use a lockbox. So that was uh, quite, I told my wife, I was like, I am definitely setting off an alarm today. I can almost promise that. And I opened a door, dude, and a dog ran straight at me. And I was like, cause my showing partner prepped that whole day. He's, and I was like, I'm texting him. I was like, dude, there's a dog in here. What do we do? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> we should have had a cameras following anyways, man. Too good. All right, man. Um, I, I feel like we could go on and on for probably another hour or two. Sure. Probably shouldn't for now. Uh, real quick, for those of you that don't know Chris, Chris also uh, hosts podcast. Chris, tell them the name of it and where they can find it. Yeah. So Agent Excel, it's Agent, the letter X, C-E-L. So Agent Excel. Um, that's a podcast I've been doing for probably about a year and a half. It's super fun. Um, I like interviewing people. It's probably more selfishly done. I call it people that I want to learn from. And instead of just, you know, calling them on the phone, I'm like, hey, can we push record and get this out there? Um, so that's Agent Excel. Um, but yeah, and then my Instagram, I think is Chris Bowers underscore real estate. That's been a fun little project. If you want to follow my accountability to myself, you can. If you don't want to follow my accountability to myself, I totally understand. We'll put uh, we'll put both of those links in the okay. show notes. And uh, I think a lot, if not everyone, uh, people would get a lot of value out of out of following you. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit. And I mean that literally on uh, social media and there's some really good stuff too. And this falls in the camp of really good stuff. So cool. Well, dude, I appreciate you taking some time to hang out today uh, and just catch up and talk about whatever's going on uh, as I like to do. And uh, as always, it's great to have you. Thanks man. Appreciate you. you got it, brother. Appreciate Later. you too. guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. 
By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.